0: Welcome to the Doc Washburn Show, the show that talks about what you actually care about. We do five podcasts a week, minutes after each live stream is completed. The Doc Washburn Show podcast is available for download at all your favorite podcast platforms. The Doc Washburn Show is on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at contact at com. This is episode 119 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It's Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. Disney declares war on the traditional American family. Details on today's episode of the Doc Washman Show. But first, yes, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. Yes, it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. No, my old employer wouldn't allow me to say that on the radio. And yes, there's all kinds of evidence out there. A lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. And yes, we must keep the January 6th political prisoners in our prayers. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, DocWashburnShow.com, and click on the button that says, Become a Patron. Now, I am the only conservative running for governor of Arkansas. I'm in the Republican race for the nomination. If you'd like to support... My candidacy for governor. The website is electdocwashburn.com. Now, Disney declares war on the traditional family. What are we talking about here? Well, let me share it with you. First of all, we're going to hear from two bigwigs at Disney, and then we're going to hear from Governor Ron DeSantis. So Disney diversity and inclusion manager Vivian Ware says the company has eliminated all mentions of the words ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls in its theme parks in order to create that magical moment for children who do not identify with traditional gender roles. So I guess... uh, I guess they've gotten rid of the uh, the Pinocchio song, A Real Boy. Anyway, here is Disney Diversity and Inclusion Manager Vivian Ware of Disney.
1: Last summer we, we removed all of the um, gendered. Greetings in relationship to our live feels. so we no longer say, "Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls." Um, we we've trained, we we've provided training for all of our our cast members, in, in relationship to that, so now they know it's it's hello everyone or hello friends. We we are in the process of changing over those those recorded messages. And so many of you are probably familiar when we brought the fireworks back to the Magic Kingdom. We no longer say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we say dreamers of all ages. And so I love the fact that it's opened up the creativity, the opportunity for our cast members to look at that. We, we have our cast members working with merchandise, working with food and beverage, working with, with all of our guest-facing areas where perhaps, you know, we, we want to create that magical moment with our cast members, with our guests. And we don't want to just assume because someone might be, um, in in our interpretation, maybe presenting as female, that they may not want to be called princess. So let's think differently about how do we really engage with our guests in a meaningful and inclusive way that makes it magical and memorable for everyone.
0: Did you get that? Uh, What do you think Walt Disney would think about that? What kind of freaks are in charge of the Disney company these days? All right, now we're going to hear from Disney corporate president Carrie Burke, who says, as the mother of one transgender child and one pansexual child, she supports having many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in their stories and wants a minimum of 50% of characters to be LGBTQIA. T-Q-I-A, and racial minorities. Now, she is totally in the bubble, so she has no idea that the overwhelming majority of folks she refers to as racial minorities are insulted, are furious that she would in any way compare behavior with ethnicity, but totally in the bubble, liberal. By the way, uh, the great Buck Sexton, talk show host, says nobody even knows what pansexual means. But apparently, the senior Disney executive thinks her child is in fact pansexual and wants to make sure your kids are well versed in it too through Disney's content. All right, so here she is, and a hat tip to uh, Christopher Rufo, the guy that. Um, single-handedly blew the lid off the critical race theory scandal in our public schools. Here is Carrie Burke, Disney corporate president.
2: I'm here as a mother of of two queer children, actually. Um, uh, One transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child.
0: I wonder what she did to influence that.
2: Um, and and also as a leader, um, and that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks um, in open forums and through emails and phone conversations, and um, I feel a responsibility to speak um, not just for myself but for them, um, to all of us. We, we had a we had an open forum last week at twentieth where. Um again the home of, of really incredible groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the
0: Okay. L is lesbian, G is gay, B is bisexual, T is transgender, Q is questioning. You know, and everybody has questions. It's so stupid. What are IA? I mean, really? No idea. Sometimes I feel like they just want to tack stuff on the end just to, uh, because they're bored. Anyway, here's more.
2: Here's where, um, one of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? I, that can't be true. And I, and I, and I realized, oh, it, it actually is true.
0: Because what, 98, 99% of, Americans are heterosexual and we're revolted by your attempting to shove your ideology down our throats. I wonder if that has anything to do with anything.
2: We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories. And, and, and yet we don't have enough leads, um, and narratives in which gay characters just, just get to be characters, um, and and not have to be about gay stories, and so um, that's been very eye opening for me. Um, and and I I can tell you, um, it's something that I feel perhaps had this moment not happened, um, I as a leader and me as my colleagues would not have focused on. And and going forward, um, I, I certainly will be more so. I know that we will be. And um, and I hope this is a moment where shoot, Um, the 50% of the tears, sorry, (laughs) are coming. Um, uh, We don't, we just don't allow each other to go backwards.
0: Now, the moment she is apparently referring to is the moment in which Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill making it against the law for teachers or other people in public school classrooms, to talk to children pre-K through third grade about sex. And clearly this is bothering Carrie Burke, Disney corporate president, because I guess she's a groomer, you know? I mean, how young are her transgender and pansexual children, for that matter? When do they start uh, displaying this behavior and at what age? You know, when you think about the fact that you have a lot of liberals freaking out because they want to talk to your kindergartner about sex and one governor had the intestinal fortitude to sign a bill outlawing that, You wonder how much of, you know, what percentage of liberal elites believe in grooming? What percentage of liberal elites are pedophiles? I mean, it's horrendous. Okay, it says here, I can hear you, Doc, but it's hard to hear the woman. I wonder why I had her turned all the way up. Anyway, let me share with you what Governor Ron DeSantis said on Tucker Carlson's show last night. And again, we'll have it turned all the way up. Okay, the uh, the computer is at 75 instead of 100, so maybe this will help.
3: Well, especially, Tucker, you got to wonder, like, why is the hill to die on To have transgenderism injected into kindergarten classrooms or woke gender ideology injected into second grade classroom. Why is that the hill to die on? Meanwhile, if we had done a bill that prohibited uh, talking about the abuse of Uyghurs in China, Disney would have supported that legislation because they (laughs) don't want to say a word about that. So it's just an odd manifestation of their corporate values that they actually do Disney cruises, Tucker, to the nation of Dominica which criminalizes homosexuality so they're fine doing that and lining their pockets they're fine lining their pockets from the ccp and all the atrocities that go on there but it's those kindergartners in florida that they really want to have transgenderism uh, as part of their core curriculum in school
4: and talking to kids about their genitals
3: like i i thought that was i'm not a lawyer i thought that would be a crime right no it should be Tucker, I mean, I think about when I was in school, we just did schoolwork. Uh, you know, we did we did things like math and science and reading. I don't even know how this would become fodder for, for a second grade classroom. Uh, and so the fact that they're going to this lengths to try to torpedo legislation that I think 90 percent of parents probably view as just common sense. Um, it really makes you wonder, you know, about what's motivating this decision making.
4: It, it really does. And just to be clear, final question. I read the bill.
3: It doesn't say anything about gay marriage, does it? Is it not an anti-gay marriage bill? Tucker, Tucker, the word gay is not in the legislation. So they say it's banning a word that literally isn't even in the legislation. It's not even like they're misrepresenting the way the word's used. It's not even used in the bill. It's It's a fake narrative. It's a lie. But it's a lie because they have to lie because if they admitted what they were really for, sexualizing kindergartners and first graders, they know that would not fly with the public.
4: Man, you've got a lot of huevos to do this, and I appreciate it, and I hope all the other cowards sitting.
0: Okay, that's where it cut off. But he does have a lot of guts to do that. Now, I'm I'm getting something here on the Podbean app saying that my cough button isn't on. Let's try this. I'll hit the mute button, and I'll cough and see if you hear it. Okay. Did you hear that? You did hear that. See, I couldn't hear in my own headphones. I don't know, weird stuff going on today. I was trying to record something uh, from YouTube or I guess from Twitter into my regular program this morning, and the only thing I had turned up was the audio. I had the microphone everything turned down, and yet I was getting all kinds of room noise and stuff. So I don't know what's different today, but we'll have to talk to our IT guy and figure that out. Okay, but I appreciate you letting me know about that. See, one of the things that the people who listen to the podcast uh, at your convenience after the fact may not be aware of is that we do this thing live. And as we do it live, there are some people who actually listen to it live. And the idea when we started out was to do it at 11 a.m. Central, Monday through Friday. And now that I'm running for governor, a lot of times I'm out campaigning at 11 a.m. Central. Um, but today, happily, we're doing it at pretty much the regular time. So people uh, comment in real time about what's going on in the show and what we're talking about, and we always appreciate that. Because, yeah, see, I'm looking at the uh, the board that we have here, the roadcaster board, and everything looks the same as it always does. So, uh, you know, I, I have no idea about the cough button or anything like that, but we'll find out. We'll find out. So Ron DeSantis is making the point that everybody's lying about this bill that he passed. It's There's nothing in it. There's no don't say gay bill. There's nothing in it about don't say the word gay. The bill is outlawing talking to children in public schools from pre-K through third grade about sex and about gender identity. It would have been nice if they could have gotten it past the third grade, but um, they only had so many votes in the state legislature. And that's how it goes sometimes. Um, Let me, before we get any further into the show, I want to uh, to tell you where I'm going to be soon. Because a lot of people ask on a regular basis. So... Let's see, Saturday, Saturday evening at 5.30, the Faulkner County Meet the Ch- meet the Candidates Chili Cook-Off at the Castle at Harmon Ranch in Greenbrier. Looking forward to that. Saturday morning from 8 to 10 at the uh, Perrin Monthly Breakfast in Perrin, Arkansas. That's a uh, rural Saline County. Friday evening the Medical Freedom Town Hall in Hope, Arkansas, the Fair Park Community Center, 630 in Hope, Arkansas. Let's see, um, Thursday, Thursday afternoon, 3 o'clock, primary candidate forum, Hot Springs Village, Republican women. This evening, Wednesday evening, March 30th, we're planning to be at the... Charlie Kirk, Allie Beth Stuckey, Educate, Don't Mandate Tour, University of Arkansas in Fayetteville, 7 o'clock this evening. So there's a lot going on. I did a Zoom call interview this morning with uh, Una Lee from uh, 4029 News in Northwest Arkansas, and I guess that's going to be running maybe this evening on their news. I'm I'm not really sure. I didn't ask because I wasn't thinking about it. I was just thinking about trying to, you know, sound semi-intelligent, semi-literate while uh, while on the uh, the interview. And, you know, that's a, that's a steep climb for me. <clears throat> no, I'm no longer hitting the cough button because it doesn't work today anyway. Um, let's see. I probably should text somebody, and I hate to take time to do this while I'm trying to do... Um, trying to do the show uh let's see let's see (laughs) i need to text my it guy so i'm clicking on the text on the phone and it's just buffering maybe it's about time to uh reboot the phone uh let's see Well you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna text I'm gonna text a couple of my guys yeah 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 because I, I think I think more than one needs to hear about this. hope this doesn't take too long and I apologize for the inconvenience for you the home listener <laughs> uh, let's see I'm just gonna make it short and sweet let's see cough. Button no longer works. There you go. All right, very good. Now, Peter Ducey, Fox News, and Joe Biden. Did you hear about this? I don't know if I played it the other day. I can't remember. Forgive me if I haven't played it because I owe it to you. Let me just type in Ducey and Biden in Twitter, and we should be able to get it. Um. Yeah, this one ought to do. This one ought to do because um, Stephen Colbert on CBS last night said Peter Duce, Ducey should be slapped. So inside every liberal elite is a totalitarian waiting to get out, you know. Stephen Colbert endorsed violence against political opponents last night. So here's uh, Dementia Joe and Peter Ducey and see what you think. And I'll try not to cough audibly, but it's tough.
1: Thank
5: you. Thank you very much. I know you're going to ask a really nice question. Well, it's it's an important question no. I think. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the
0: world stage keep getting walked back? What's getting walked back? It
5: made
0: it sound Okay, he has no idea. He has no idea what Ducey is talking about. White House staff continues to walk back very big statements from Biden, and he's like, what are you talking about? Here we go. Like just in the last couple days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine.
5: It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia, and we know none of the
0: three it- occurred. Lying through your teeth, you said all three. Lying through your teeth, you said all three. No, 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 I'm not going to chop this up to the dementia. He's been lying for over 50 years, and he doesn't care. He's lying, we know he's lying, and he knows we know he's lying, despite the dementia, but that's just, that's who he is.
6: None of the three. Part, None of the three. Mr. President, you, you, you interpret the language that way. I was talking to the troops. We were talking about helping train the troops in that are the the Ukrainian troops that are in Poland. That's what the context. I sat there with those guys for a couple hours. That's what we talked about. So when
5: you said you're going to see when you're there, you were not intending to I was referring
6: was. to with, being with and talking with the uh, Ukrainian troops who were in Poland.
5: And when you said a chemical weapon used by Russia would trigger a response in kind?
6: It will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you.
0: Why would I tell you? You've got to be silly. Because you said a response in kind, which means the same thing. You already told us, you liar. The world wants to know. The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would
6: be. Then, then Russia r- knows the response. Mr. President, Mr. President, All right, I'm going I'm, I'm to take two more questions. One, two.
0: He's a liar. He's always been a liar. So. Coming up, we're going to have the audio of Stephen Colbert calling for violence against a reporter for having the gall to question the emperor who is wearing no clothes. That's coming up. But first, let me tell you how delighted we are to have advertisers who make it possible for us to do what we do. I'd like to mention a couple of them to you. If you've tried to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage that you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership right smack dab in the middle of the United States of America that believes in freedom, including the freedom to buy online, the car, truck, van, or SUV, the way you want to. You can buy online, they'll drive it to you, no matter where you live in the continental United States. So, why wait? If you're in the market, check it out, redriveryourway.com. They want to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website that puts you in complete control of the entire process, your payment options. It allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry. Red River experts are still right here to help you every step of the way. If you have any questions. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions that then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door anywhere in the continental United States of America, no matter where you live, RedRiverYourWay.com. You'll be glad you did. All right, now, let me ask you about this. We talk about pushing back against the overreach of the tyrannical federal government. Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high copays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, there's a website you need to go to, MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. You click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, big, bold letters, Affordable Plans save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co and then that big, beautiful red button, schedule, call now. When you click that button, you book a free consultation with my friend Art Wilborn, who will make sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he'll also make sure your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover awful things like abortion that would violate your deeply held religious beliefs, unlike some of those Obamacare plans. Once again, the website, myfamilyhealthplan.com, affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co Click the big red button, schedule call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn, who'll make sure there are no gaps in your coverage, save money on your insurance at myfamilyhealthplan.com All right. Fantastic. So, so much stuff going on. So much stuff to catch up on. We've got breaking news. Breaking news as we're doing this live stream at 11:40 a.m. Central this breaking news From the Washington Examiner, Uh, this broke just about 15 minutes ago as we're doing this thing live at 1143 a.m. Central on Wednesday, March 30th. From Paul Bedard, Washington Examiner, the Federal Election Commission has fined the Democrat National Committee and Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign for lying about the funding of the infamous and discredited Russian so-called dossier used in a smear attempt against Donald Trump weeks before he shocked the world with his 2016 presidential victory. The election agency said that Clinton and the DNC violated strict rules on describing expenditures of payments funneled to the opposition research firm Fusion GPS through their law firm. A combined, pardon me, A combined over a million dollars was paid by the treasurers of the DNC and the Clinton campaign to law firm Perkins Coie for fusion GPS information. And the party and campaign hid the reason, claiming it was for legal services, not opposition research. Instead, the DNC's 849000 pardon me, $849 million dollars And the Clinton campaign's $175,000 covered Fusion GPS's opposition research on the dossier, a basis for the so-called Russia hoax that dogged Trump's first term. Now, the memo said that the Clinton campaign, the DNC, argued that they were correct in describing their payment as for legal advice and services because it was Perkins Coie law firm the hired Fusion GPS, but the agency said the law is clear and was violated. Federal Election Commission also added that neither the campaign nor the party conceded to lying but won't contest the finding. The FEC said solely for the purpose of settling this matter expeditiously and to avoid further legal costs, respondent does not concede but will not further contest the Commission's finding of probable cause to proceed with the probe. The FEC, in a memo to the Coolidge Reagan Foundation, which filed its complaint over three years ago, said it fined Clinton's treasurer $8,000 and the DNC treasurer $105,000. Gee, $8,000 finding the Clinton campaign treasurer. That's uh, what a substantial slap on the wrist there. How in the world are Hillary and Bill going to come up with $8,000? I mean, aren't they dead broke still? Anyway, the memo was shared with Paul Bedard, Washington Secrets, the Washington Examiners, to be made public in a month. Dan Backer, who brought the complaint on behalf of the foundation, which focuses on free speech and the First Amendment, told, told Paul Bedard, the Washington Examiner, This may well be the first time that Hillary Clinton, one of the most evidently corrupt politicians in American history, has actually been held legally accountable, and I'm proud to have forced the Federal Election Commission to do their job for once. The Coolidge-Reagan Foundation proved that with pluck and grit, Americans who stand with integrity can stand up to the Clinton machine and other corrupt political elites. Clinton has in the past defended her campaign's spending for the information and the work of her campaign lawyer, Mark Elias, with Fusion GPS, which which compiled the dossier and hired former British spy Christopher Steele to dig further on Trump. Trump has assailed the dossier as full of lies, and the FBI has called it fake, but only after the damage settled in on President Trump. Republicans have continued to press for charges against Hillary Clinton. Dan Backer with Washington's Chalmers and Adams law firm held out hope for further action against the former First Lady. He said, Hillary Clinton and her cronies willfully engaged in the greatest political fraud in history, destroying our nation's faith in the electoral process, and it's high time they were held accountable. I hope this is only the beginning. Well, I hope so too, but, you know, not holding my breath. Not holding my breath. But... When we get breaking news, I feel like I need to uh, share it with you. Oh, you know what I forgot? I forgot to play you the audio of Stephen Colbert calling for violence against a reporter for daring to ask a question of uh, Dementia Joe Biden, the usurper. So here's Stephen Colbert calling for violence. Hope you can hear it.
4: Yesterday, uh, President Biden held a press conference, and he was asked uh, a ridiculous question by a ridiculous man, Fox News reporter, and that one kid in high school who wears a suit to gym class, Peter (laughs) Ducey. Jimmy, uh, drop the deuce when you said a chemical weapon used by
5: Russia would trigger a response in kind.
6: Oh, it will trigger a significant response. What does that Parker? mean? I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? you got to be silly.
4: Remember Yes. Remember how on last night's show I said that slapping is never ever the answer? <laughs> i like to file a one-time exemption on behalf of the President of the United States. And... No, no it's wrong, Lewis. Let him know. wrong. Ducey did not stop there. The world wants to know. The world wants
6: to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then Russia knows the response. All
4: right, I'm going I'm to take two more questions. Uh, Peter De- uh, Ducey, uh, Fox News. I've got, I've got two more questions. First, what are the exact locations of all of America's troops? And can you give me the nuclear launch codes? Just tell me. Is one of them a four? Can I? Can, can I buy a vowel, Mr. President? I'd like to solve the puzzle. Uh, another, another feather in your map. Speaking of Fox News viewers, former President. Koopa Lupa <laughs> The January sixth committee is
0: so he calls for violence against the reporter for having the gall to point out to the dementia patient in the Oval Office that his staff has to keep on walking back very serious things he's saying on the uh, on the world stage. But see, that's okay. That's okay. I'm old enough to remember when. Uh, guy named Craig Kilborn he used to come on after Letterman over 20 years ago when uh, George W. Bush was running for president in 2000. He had a little news item about that, and he put a chyron across the bottom of the screen, snipers needed. Oh, it's just a joke. We weren't actually calling for violence. That's okay. If you're a liberal elite, you can call for violence against conservatives with impunity but it doesn't work the other way around. And you know, you know that's true. It doesn't work the other way around. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Now, the journalist Glenn Greenwald said, Stephen Colbert made his name at the 2006 White House Correspondence Center, mocking journalists for being too deferential to Republican President George W. Bush. Now 16 years, $150 million later, he demands journalists be more deferential to Joe Biden, saying they should be slapped when confrontational. Greenwald says, if some conservative comedian went on a network news show or Fox... That said any journalist asking tough questions of President Trump should be slapped for their insolence. It would be a major crisis with denunciations flowing from journalists and press freedom groups, etc., etc. That's true. That is absolutely, positively true. And you know it. But see... Part of the problem is that there are too many rhinos out there who won't stand up and say anything about it. We don't need any more rhinos, okay? We need true conservatives, and that's one of the reasons I'm running for governor. If you'd like to support me, electdocwashburn.com. Now, I want to share with you, the latest from the great Julie Kelly over at American Greatness, amgreatness.com. Article entitled, GOP Must Promise Inquisitions, Not Meaningless Task Forces. And she says, Using the Pretext of the So-Called Insurrection On January 6, 2021, the long knives are out for Jenny Thomas, wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Post-election text exchanges between Mrs. Thomas and Mark Meadows, President Trump's chief of staff, recently were leaked by the January 6 Select Committee to none other than the Washington Post's Bob Woodward, who darkly described the communications as proof that, quote, Jenny Thomas used her access to Trump's inner circle to promote and seek to guide the president's strategy to overturn the election result, unquote. The small cache of texts, 29 total, shows Jenny Thomas expressing frustration at the election's outcome. There is nothing sinister and certainly nothing criminal about the messages. But, like everything related to the events of January 6th, the truth doesn't matter. Doubt about the legitimacy of the 2020 election is considered a thought crime and handled as such by Joe Biden's Justice Department and Congress. CNN reported Monday afternoon the January 6th Select Committee, led by U.S. Representative Benny Thompson, Democrat Mississippi, now wants to interview Jenny Thomas. If she refuses, as she should, it's highly likely the committee will issue a subpoena to compel her testimony, which it has done in numerous cases. The poisonous tree of Benny Thompson's committee is yielding a bumper crop of political fruit for House Democrats and their useful idiots in the Republican Party, such as Representative Liz Cheney. With little else to run on and a White House in free fall, Democrats think they can sustain enough outrage over January 6th to stem major electoral losses in November. The select committee, which is staffed with former federal prosecutors and a limitless budget, is unleashing a scorched-earth rampage against Trump and his allies. No one, including the wife of the longest-serving Supreme Court justice, is off limits. For the first time in history, a sitting president repeatedly denied his predecessor executive privilege protections, allowing the committee to obtain an unprecedented tranche of presidential records years before what is typically allowed under the law. Federal courts provided no oversight to the contrary. Judges sanctioned the illicit witch hunt with their legal imprimatur. In an unhinged ruling, handed down Monday, Judge David O. Carter demanded that John Eastman, one of Trump's election attorneys, immediately hand over more than 100 emails to the committee. Judge Carter, a Clinton appointee serving on a California district court, suggested Trump may have committed a crime, obstruction of an official proceeding, a felony the Justice Department has slapped against more than 240 January 6th defendants in his attempts to uncover election fraud. Judge Carter wrote, and I quote, Dr. Eastman and President Trump launched a campaign to overturn a Democratic election, an action unprecedented in American American history. Their campaign was not confined to the ivory tower. It was a coup in search of a legal theory. The plan spurred violent attacks on the seat of our nation's government, led to the death of several law enforcement officers. Ooh, what a lie that is. Nobody. No police died on January 6th and deepened public mistrust in our political process, unquote. Julie Kelly then says no police officers died on January 6th or of anything related to that day. Given its unfettered mandate, the committee undoubtedly will accelerate its crusade in advance of the midterm elections. So how are Republicans planning to retaliate? Poised to take control of Congress in early 2023, Republican leaders are threatening to unload the most feared weapon on Capitol Hill. One the mere mention of which sends shivers down the spines of every credentialed congressional staffer and strikes panic in the heart of every vulnerable incumbent, the dreaded task force. Excavating some of the party's best talking points from the 1980s, Republicans will, quote, Reign in spending and look to improve American energy independence, unquote. GOP Conference Chairman Elise Stefanik, Rhino of New York, vowed last week in an equally alarming fact sheet. Other areas of intense task force focus will include, quote, Big Tech censorship and data, future of American freedoms, energy, climate, and conservation, American security, health, future, and competition with China, unquote according to Roll Call. Now, in a normal political climate, say, any time before the year 2016, perhaps sincere promises to wield the mighty task force would energize the Republican base. Campaign pledges to tackle any number of real crises caused by an inept president of the opposite party might be accepted as a forward-thinking approach. But that's not where we are. And we may never be there again if Republicans don't find some spine. The Biden regime is using every lever of power to systematically destroy their political opponents, including citizens merely exercising their constitutional rights on January 6th. Nearly 800 Americans and counting have been arrested for their involvement in the Capitol protests that day. Although most face petty charges, their lives are nonetheless destroyed. Homes raided by armed FBI agents families split apart and bankrupted as defendants are alienated by their communities, fired by their employers and harassed by local and national news reporters. At least two men have committed suicide in the face of unrelenting torment by Joe Biden's justice department and judges on the DC district court who continue to refuse to hold the government responsible for repeated delays. So, The January 6th Committee voted Monday night to send criminal referrals to the House for Peter Navarro and Daniel Scavino, two Trump associates, for contempt of Congress. The hope is that Attorney General Merrick Garland will comply. All this is to justify the committee asking Attorney General Merrick Garland to charge Trump with obstruction or conspiracy or both before November. So... Talking about policy goals, no matter how important and pressing the issue, is a waste of time for Republicans right now. And it's not what the base, the Republican primary voters, fed up with empty promises and an infuriating double standard of justice want to hear. From now until Election Day, Republicans should do nothing but campaign on a long list of inquisitions that will begin the moment they take power. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy already promised to investigate at least seven scandals, such as the deadly withdrawal from Afghanistan, the southern border, and the origins of COVID. But that's not enough. Public hearings on FBI corruption from Fisagate to the alleged plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer to the Justice Department's role in the events of January 6th should be at the top of the list. Again, FBI under the Justice Department. The FBI has burned the trust of the American people. Republicans need to assume responsibility for overhauling or dismantling the FBI that now acts as the enforcement arm of the Democrat Party. Witnesses should include not just current and firmer not just current and former officials, but the journalists who do their dirty work and the victims left in their wake. Ditto for the Centers for Disease Control and the National Institutes of Health. Who is responsible for so much bad advice during the pandemic? Who profited? Who suffered? And who will pay for their destructive, essentially unscientific approach to public health? Republican lawmakers don't want to touch the Hunter Biden scandal, but they have no choice. The collaborative effort to quash any coverage of Biden's laptop in the fall of 2020 amounted to election interference. There are plenty of accomplices, including former intelligence officials and social media platforms. A full-scale investigation complete with public sworn testimony by Hunter Biden himself is vital. And speaking of the 2020 election, the airing of election fraud evidence in key states that was scheduled to happen during the joint session on January 6, 2021, an intentionally overlooked detail from that day, must resume... The overwhelming majority of Republicans still believe the election was stolen and election integrity is a top issue for Republican voters. Fear of being labeled an insurrectionist has cowed many congressional Republicans. Time to get over it. Going after Jenny Thomas is a new low for House Democrats. They are attempting not just to destroy her, but also the right's most dependable figure on the Supreme Court, her husband, Clarence Thomas. The January 6th committee has crossed a massive line in the sand with its attack on on Jenny and Clarence Thomas. Republicans need to respond and act accordingly. Policy task forces won't cut it. That's Julie Kelly, American Greatness. Her article, GOP must promise inquisitions, not meaningless task forces. Amen. Amen. Okay. Time to remind everybody how thankful we are to have sponsors. Yes, indeed to have sponsors because they're the people that allow us to do what we do every day. And we can't thank them enough. I'd like to mention a couple of them. My friend, Justin Minton, M I N T O N Minton and Benton, Benton, Arkansas. Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer. He founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations, and he sure helped me out in the three automobile accidents I have been in since 2019. Now, the Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The Insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will. Take your case to trial if need be. So, whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin and Minton makes sure the Minton law firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt on the job, or you or a loved ones suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton & Benton is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit JustinMintonLaw.com today. All right, now, um, I would like to help you with some health issues. Let's check and see if you have any of these. Do you have migraines? Do you have neck pain? How about back pain? Vertigo? This time of year, are you getting um, hay fever? Allergies? How about um, you have heartburn real bad? Eczema? Any of that ringing any bells? Problems with your blood sugar? Uh, If you answered yes to any of those questions, let's go through a little test here. Okay, look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Do you lean to the left or lean to the right, whether you're sitting down or standing up? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, my neck pain, my hay fever. Let me tell you how it works, because this is the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas or C1, which only weighs two ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, your reproductive system, your circulatory system, and yes, even your digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, hay fever, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, vertigo. If you're having any of these issues, do yourself a favor. If you're in central Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your Atlas adjusted. If you're outside central Arkansas, just go to the website, turnmypoweron.com. Turn my poweron.com, click the tab that says Find a Doctor Near You, and I certainly hope that you are able to find a doctor near you. Okay. I think it's about that time again. I wonder if you can hear this. Let me know if you can hear what I'm getting ready to play here when I say, All right, Brian, let's hit it.
1: We interrupt this
0: program
5: to bring you a special report. It's the Don Washburn Show Tweet of the
0: Day. Brought to you by com. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice, online, and have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States of America. All right. Today's Tweet of the Day is from Seth Dillon, the CEO of the Babylon Bee, the world's most trusted, factually accurate news source. Actually, that's a little funny. It's It's a satire website. Today's Tweet of the Day links to the Babylon Bee article... Jen Psaki, White House press secretary, reminds reporters that Biden does not speak for the president of the United States. <laughs> In a tense press conference Monday, press secretary Jen Psaki. Faced pointed questions about several Biden misstatements that led to chaos during his trip overseas. Saki quickly reassured the gathered press that Biden does not speak for the President of the United States. Ba- Saki said to confused reporters, quote, The President has clearly said, and we agree, that Joe Biden does not speak for this administration. Nothing said by Biden should be misconstrued to reflect the official foreign policy of the President. The administration has been clear from the beginning that we have always been clear about what we have been clear about clearly. A feisty Peter Ducey said, but Jen, don't you think these inconsistent statements could cause World War Three and unleash critical race theory on our kids all at once? Why did Biden have to walk back his statements? A frustrated Jen Psaki responded, we would like to walk back the statement that we have ever walked back any statements. But if you find any statements that we have walked back, let me know and we'll circle back later or walk back our walk back. Sources say Biden is now in his basement on tranquilizers until the administration can clarify what statements need to be walked back. So, uh, ha, <laughs> good old Babylon Bee. Don't you just love the cotton-picking Babylon Bee? I know I certainly do. And thank you. Thank you to Red River Your Way for sponsoring today's tweet of the day.
1: All right. Um,
0: one of my favorite columnists, Victor Davis Hanson, over at American Greatness, article he dropped a few days ago entitled The Real Reset is Coming. He says, Joe Biden believes the Ukraine war will mark the start of a new world order in the middle of the COVID global Pandemic, Klaus Schwab and global elites likewise announced a Great Reset. Accordingly, the nations of the world would have to surrender their sovereignty to an international body of experts. They would enlighten us on taxes, diversity, and green policies. When Donald Trump got elected in 2016, marquee journalists announced partisan reporting would have to displace the old, supposedly disinterested approach to the news. There's a common theme here. In normal times, progressives worry that they do not have public support for their policies. Only in crises do they feel that the political left and media can merge to use apocalyptic time Take two. Only in crises do they feel that the political left... And media can merge to use apocalyptic times to ram through usually unpopular approaches to foreign and domestic problems. We saw that last year fleeing from Afghanistan, the embrace of critical race theory, trying to end the filibuster, pack the Supreme Court, junk the Electoral College, and nationalize voting laws. These so called new orders and resets always entail far bigger government and more unelected powerful bureaucracies. Elites assume that their radical changes in energy use, media reporting, voting, sovereignty, and racial and ethnic quotas will never quite apply to themselves the architects of such top-down changes. So we common folk must quit fossil fuels, but not those who need to use corporate jets. Walls will not mar our borders, but will protect the homes of Nancy Pelosi, Mark Zuckerberg, and Bill Gates. Hunter Biden's lost laptop will be declared by Fiat, not news. In contrast, the fake Alpha Bank Russia collusion narrative against Trump will be national headline news for weeks. Middle-class lifestyles will be curbed as we are instructed to strive for sustainability and transition to apartment living and mass transit, but the Obamas will still keep their three mansions and Silicon Valley futurists will insist on exemptions for their yachts. In truth... We are about to see a radical reset of the current reset. It will be a different sort of transformation than the elites are expecting and one that they should greatly fear. The world and the United States are furious over hyperinflation that may soon exceed 10% per year. We'll be lucky if it ends only in recession or stagflation rather than global depression. The mess was created by the same apparatus who bought into modern monetary theory. That silly university idea claimed prosperity would follow vastly expanding the money supply, keeping interest rates at de facto zero levels, running huge annual deficits, piling up unsustainable national debt and subsidizing workers to stay home. Natural gas and oil costs are now soaring to unsustainable levels and to the point where the middle class simply will not be able to travel, keep warm in the winter, or cool in the summer. Both in Europe and the United States, left-wing governments deliberately curbed drilling and non-Russian pipelines. They shut down nuclear power plants and subsidized costly and efficient solar and wind projects. They ended up not with utopia, but with fuel shortages, high prices, and energy dependency On the world's most repressive regimes. The woke revolution in the West was supposed to teach us that the white male dominated Western world was toxic. Its origins, ascendance, and current leisure and affluence were supposedly due only to systemic exploitation, racism, and sexism. Elites introduced cancel culture, doxing, deplatforming, and social ostracism to shame these supposed exploiters and to destroy their lives and careers. Few asked how a supposedly noxious West of some twenty five hundred years duration became the number one destination of millions of global non Western migrants and offered the greatest degree of global prosperity and freedom for its citizens. So a reset reckoning is coming in reaction to the new orders championed by Biden and the sets at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. In the november twenty twenty two midterms were likely to see a, a an historic No to the orthodox left-wing agenda that has resulted in unsustainable inflation, unaffordable energy, war, and humiliation abroad, spiraling crime, racial hostility, and arrogant defiance from those who deliberately enacted these disastrous policies. What will replace it is a return to what, until recently, had worked. Closed and secure borders with only legal and measured immigration will return. Americans will demand tough police enforcement and deterrent sentencing and a return to integration and the primacy of individual character rather than the separatist fixations on the, quote, color of our skin, unquote. The public will continue to tune out the partisan and mediocre mainstream media. We will see greater increased production of oil and natural gas to transition us slowly to a wider variety of energy, strong national defense and deterrent foreign policies. The prophets of the new world order sowed the wind, and they will soon reap the whirlwind of an angry public worn out by elite incompetence, arrogance, and ignorance. That is the great Victor Davis Hanson over at American Greatness, article entitled The Real Reset is Coming. And, you know, I try to find the best stuff to share with you. I try to find the best stuff to stuff to share with you all right um hope you see us at university of arkansas in fayetteville tonight for charlie kirk and ali beth stuckey's educate don't mandate tour looking forward to being there at seven o'clock tonight you've been listening to episode 119 of the all-new doc washman show the views and opinions expressed on the doc washman show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers but they love us and we love them Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Simpia X. That's the way it is. Wednesday, March 30th. 2022.